Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Field and Garden Podcast. It is your friend, Lisa Mason Ziegler, and I am thrilled to say that I am joined here today by my good friend, Dave Dowling. Hey, Dave. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. How you doing? I am really, really good. It's May and we are finally climbing into the 80s today. I mean, normally here in Virginia, we've been seeing this weather for weeks and weeks, but we have um, nothing makes the heart grow fonder than the absence, right? Yes. So friends, before we dive in today, um, you know, we're talking Peonies 101 with um, the master of the peony, Dave Dowling. And before we get into that and run off, um, I just want to remind everybody, if you're new here, welcome aboard. And if you want to learn more about um, the work that we're doing at the Gardener's Workshop, you can visit our website, um, thegardenersworkshop.com, where you will find more on, um, there's tons of resources over there. Our online garden shop is there. Kind of our niche is that we sell the same tools, seeds, and supplies that I use here on my farm that you hear us mention and talk about. And also we have a great blog. You can find all of our podcasts over there, as well as our online courses. And um, you know, you may or may not know, but Dave is one of our course instructors and, you know, you can learn more about that and sign up for wait lists for our big schools, as well as you can shop our on-demand courses all the time. And, you know, friends, we appreciate when you consider us when it's time to make a purchase or take a class, because those are how we provide all this free content for you guys. We have a big staff of people that make all this possible and it's those paid services when you need them that we appreciate you considering us because all of that makes the ball roll uphill, friends. So folks, we are talking today peonies because we happen to be in peony season. It's the end of May, this is 2022. And Dave, I wanna just kick this off with a general question. So what do you like about peonies? I mean, what when somebody says peony, what do you, as um, as Dave Dowling, think why you like them so much? Well, I like them because they come back every year, basically for the rest of your life and for your heir's life. <laughs> you know, they're they're there for 50 years or more. Fairly easy care once they're in there. You know, you got to keep the weeds out and water them occasionally, but and clean them up in the fall. Um, but just the fact that they come back year after year, and if you're a cut flower grower, it's probably one of the best investments you can make because you're going to be making money off of those for many, many years. You know, that's a great thing to say because, you know, y'all may or may not know, but my huge peony patch, which isn't really huge in size, but in maturity it is, are hand-me-downs from my grandma and from my husband's cousin's mom. So the roots, I think, Dave, if we dug up those roots, I bet I could plant an acre based on what people buy. So that is my next question. So is it a myth that peonies live for decades? No, they really do. As long as they're in full sun, they'll keep coming back year after year. As long as you don't cut down the leaves and let them die naturally in the fall. You know, if you mow them down in June or July, it would eventually kill them off. But as long as they're in full sun, they'll do fine. I've seen peonies before where people grow them and they're like on the edge of the field or edge of the yard. <clears throat> then as the trees get bigger and they get shade, then the peonies start to decline. So they really do need full sun all day long. That's a really great tip. And that brings me to how I wanted to um 
kind of jumpstart this. So we know that we have lots of flower farmers, flower growers that listen to this podcast, but we also have a big old crowd of home gardeners. And I posted a really beautiful picture of me with an armload of those hot pink peonies that were actually my grandma's. I cut them. You know, this is my first year of not selling flowers. So it's really hard for me to leave flowers out in the garden like the rest of the world does, right? So I broke down and cut them and took this really beautiful picture of me holding them. And I got some really great home gardener questions. So Dave, I wanna just run through quickly, kind of like your short answer. If I was a home gardener, that I'm not going to cut them. I might cut a couple, but I'm not cutting them. Um, They're just going to be planted out in my garden. What I want to know is, I think you've already answered the location. The best location is? Full sun, without question. And also, we want to put them where they're going to stay for the rest of their life as best we can, right? You don't want to be digging and dividing them. Right. So when you plant a peony, you want to put it where it's going to stay for many years. You don't want to think, oh, I'll plant it here and move it in a couple of years when it gets bigger. Just put it where it's going to be for the rest of your life. And then the question, one of the questions I got is how deep do you plant peonies? And if they're not at the right depth, what happens? Right. Usually a home garden would be buying a peony, most likely in a pot, like a two gallon pot of a growing plant. So you want to make sure you plant it the same depth that it was growing in the pot. Um, you should not see any woody root showing. So just bury it the same depth. I have before seen occasionally a plant that's, doesn't have enough soil in the pot and you'll see actually a chunk of the woody root showing, you want to make sure that's buried about an inch or two inches deep. But if you're planting bare root plants where you buy just the root and it has little eyes or sprouts, those sprouts should be about two inches below the surface. And then what if you plant it too deep, this is one of the questions I got, what happens? You end up, it struggles and it won't flower. If they plant it too deep, it'll put up leaves, but it won't flower. So that's a, so that is when you do lift them uh, dig right. them up and replant them, right? Right. And that could happen if somebody plants them and the soil settles a lot and then you fill more dirt on top of it. So whenever you plant something, you'll make sure you water it really good as you're planting and pack the soil down so it can't settle and go too deep. Oh, that's a good tip. And so what about feeding? What, is, what would a fertilization program or is it even needed for peonies in a home garden? Most home gardens never need to fertilize their peonies, but if you do want to use them, something that's um, lower in nitrogen, so like a, a 10-5 I'm sorry, a, a 10, 20, 20, something like that. And you could do it in the early spring when they're first sprouting. And then again, in mid to late summers, July or August, that's when they're making the flower buds for next year. And I've heard you say this, and we'll talk about this in depth when we get to the flower farming section, but that's a really important time to be sure your, your peonies aren't suffering from drought, right? As July and August. Exactly. If you're having a drought in the summer, it hasn't rained for a week or two, you want to make sure that you water them. Because it's easy to forget about them then because they aren't performing anymore, right? Right. If you're a home gardener, it's just this green plant. If you're a flower farmer, you're crazy busy with everything else you're doing. All right. So and if in the home garden, um, peonies definitely need support, right? Because those big old booms will be in the mud. Right. And in a home garden, you're not going to pick them. So once that flower starts to open, it's just the, the stems are going to bend over. Even if you don't have rain to knock them down, they're still going to lean over. There's many ways you can do it. You can do a stake and a string. They have peony cages or they have something that looks almost like a barbecue grow with legs, but really big holes. And they grow up through those holes and holes the plant up. 
I've used those actually before I was a flower farmer. I still have them in my tool shed and those are really great because you put them in and they're metal with coating on them and they last forever and they're green. So you don't notice them and you don't have to worry about them. And I just left mine up year round. So should the home gardener, if you're not cutting the peony buds, blooms, should they deadhead them after they've bloomed? Yeah, you do want to prevent it from making seeds. So after it's finished flowering, you have the dead flower in the plant. It is a good idea to just uh, snip off the top of that stem. Don't remove any leaves, just remove the dead flower so it does not make a seed pod. Because that's kind of like a waste of energy, right? Right. The plant's been making seeds rather than making more flower buds for next year. That's such a good tip. And so lastly, what should they do in the fall? Um, when, what signs do they look for and what do they do about that? In the fall, after you've had your first hard freeze, the plant's gonna just turn brown and dead. You wanna cut it off close to the ground and throw it away. Um, if your plants are really healthy and no disease problems, you can put it on the compost pile. If it had any ugly leaves from botrytis or any disease, you wanna throw it in the trash. The big, most important thing is just get it off of the bed. Don't leave it there in the garden. The, that is, that's like the cliff note, y'all, to growing peonies with Dave Down. <laughs> And I want to just uh, pause to say that um, Dave's course, Bulbs, Perennials, Woodies, and more, this is kind of the down and dirty that he gives you on about so many different plants and varieties. And, um, you know, I have shared this in the past that if you are a home gardener, an avid gardener, you know, a flower junkie, Dave's course, unlike mine necessarily, is definitely a class that the avid gardener would definitely benefit from. If you want to increase your gardening level and grow so many more different types of flowers, it's a great opportunity. And we'll have a link to his course um, in the show notes here. Um, and you just want to sign up to get on his wait list. Not only will we not let you miss registration, which is usually typically in mid-June and the class runs in July and August during the time that you need to be planning, buying, ordering, and getting ready to plant all this stuff. I want to say the number one variety that you should grow as a cut flower farmer is Sarah Bernhardt. Um, it's been around over 100 years. It's a very productive plant, puts out really nice, long, strong stems. The flower buds get to be big, almost the size of a Kansas is another one that's been around probably as long as Sarah Bernhardt. A good, they call it red, but it's more of a dark pink red. And then Majors Jules Ellie is a bright pink, full, whereas the Sarah Bernhardt is more of a light pink. This is more of a, a Barbie pink <clears throat> or a bright pink. Um, then there's a variety called Duchess de Nemure, which is a solid white with no red flecks in it. There's the other one that's called Festiva uh, Maxima. It's a pure white white, but it has red flecks on some of the petals. Uh, so it wouldn't really work for an all white bridal bouquet. But the Duchess de Nemure is a pure white with no red flecks in it. And these are all varieties that are on the lower end of the price range. They're priced buying wholesale bare root uh, for a three to five eye plant is in the five to six dollar range, sometimes even less. There's other specialty peonies that can be 10, 15, 30 dollars each. Um, it's okay to grow a few of those, but it's, those aren't the ones that are going to pay your bills as a flower farmer. Yeah, and you know, that's why I kind of preface this, the ones to grow for profit, <clears throat> you know, and because I mean, honestly, when I would, was selling flowers to our florists for all those years. They just want to know, is it a white peony? Is it pink? Is it light pink, dark pink? You know what I mean? They, they don't know names typically. And right. it's not, you're not going to get any more money for those specialty varieties is the bottom line. You know, I think the, I think the only names that florists would know would be Sarah Barnhart, 
red charm and coral charm. Yeah. Yeah. There those might are, be a few those others, really... but that's the basic ones. They would ask by name. All right. So Dave, let's talk about your flower farmer. You have a farm and you have a place where you want to plant peonies. So you know, the location, let's just talk about that. You know, you talked a little bit in the home gardener version about, I hadn't even thought about this. If you plant them near a tree line, that tree line potentially could impart on your peonies. So what's the location? What are those things to consider when you're putting in this permanent bed? You want to put them out in the middle of your field, full sun from sunrise to sunset. If you don't have at least eight hours of sun a day, they're just going to struggle and not bloom as well. But, you know, in the middle of the summer, you know, in mid-June, your sun is up for, what, 16 hours a day? Some, you want that whole 16 hours of sun on those peonies. So you don't want them shaded by the barn or the tree line or anything like that. They should be out in full sun. Good drainage. If you have a farm that has a slight slope anywhere, they're always good to plant on the slope as opposed to low ground that might flood. Because something like a peony has deeper roots, so a raised bed four inches tall is not going to help if your fl field floods. Right. Um, you know, it's not like an annual bed. The roots are up close to the surface. The peony roots go down sometimes 18 or 20 inches. So you want really good drainage, full sun, and that's where you want to put them. And so that brought me to another question because somebody commented on that post. So is there areas in this in the United States that can't grow peonies and like in the South? Tell me just a little bit about that. Yeah, peonies do need a cold winter vernalization, which is the cold period over the winter. They'll grow up in Canada where it gets down, you know, sub-zero for days on end. That's fine with for the peonies. You can usually reliably grow them through zone eight. Um, I know a few growers are growing in zone nine. Um, but the peonies need to have at least 40 days of cold temperatures in the 30s or cold nights in the 30s. It doesn't have to be below freezing, but at least in the 30s. And there are some varieties that do better in the warmer areas than others. Um, there's the whole Ito hybrids. Those can take the heat a yeah. little bit better, um, but it's a different peony. It's not a regular herbaceous peony. It's almost like it's a cross between a tree and a herbaceous. So you've got, it's more single or double flower or semi-double flowers, usually bigger flowers, but it's just very different looking than the typical Sarah Bernhardt or Kansas looking peony. But as long as you have part of that, those 40 days of cold weather in the winter, you should be okay. But if you're not sure, you're not seeing them growing in gardens or farms around you, I would you know, buy 25 and plant them and see how they do after a couple of years. There's a grower along California that's done that and she's doing really well with the peonies because you know, she's in an area which says they shouldn't grow, but she has a microclimate and they're working fine for her. That's what I was going to ask. It seemed to me that I remember somebody doing a test on that. So that's that's really, really good to know. All right. So now you know whether you can or can't grow them and where you should put them. So let's talk about ground covering. Um, mulching, what, what's your take on that? Well, as a flower farmer, we all know that weed prevention is always better and cheaper than weed eradication, you know, prevent them from happening in the first place. Um, for that reason, I like to grow peonies on the black landscape fabric. Right. You cut an X and plant the plant through it, and you'll keep the weeds out. The other option is to use a mulch. It can be uh, shredded leaves, good compost, uh, even shredded hardwood mulch. The only thing is you don't want to mulch right up against the plants because it can cause problems with the stems, getting disease problems. But you definitely want to keep the weeds out before they happen, not go out and get rid of them after they're there. So you just said something that you just went right over that I think people have missed. 
you don't burn big holes in the landscape cloth. You cut an X. Friends, this is just one of a bazillion types of right. tips that you get from this guy. I, I've seen people who have burnt or you know taken probably a five-gallon metal bucket and made a hole that big in their plastic to plant a peony through. Then you have this one-foot diameter hole that you still have to weed every year. But if you take your fabric and cut an X, but don't take away the fabric, just let it be flaps of fabric there, the peony will push up through that. So that'll keep all your other weeds, most of them, from growing. Um, the only thing is every year you need to go out when the peonies are first starting to grow and maybe enlarge the X on some of the plants as they get larger. But that X of fabric really does help, help keep the weeds away as opposed to big open hole. That is like the tip of the year. I, I am just sitting here thinking about that. Oh my goodness. There's going to be a lot of people kicking their self right about now. All right, so we just talked briefly a minute ago about, I put this in the wrong order, soil prep. Is there any um, particular, we know we don't want good drainage, um, just add an organic matter like we do to everything, right? Compost, that type of stuff, leaf mold, whatever. Right, in a perfect world, your whole field would be perfect soil, they wouldn't have to do anything, but we know that's rarely that that happens, but you don't need to prep the soil in the whole field, you only need to prep in each hole that you're digging. So in other words, you don't have to add compost and work up the soil in the whole field because you're planting these 18 to 24 inches apart. So just when you dig the hole for each one, amend the soil there, add compost, add, you know, whatever you need to get better drainage, but only in each hole that you dig, dig the hole a little bit bigger than you need for the roots, but then that's all you should be needing, unless you have terrible, terrible clay soil that, you know, it's like soil you'd make bricks out of, then you'd want to do a little more work. But if it's normal soil that drains halfway decent, just amend each hole as you dig it by throwing in a, a shovel full of compost and Soil amendment. So that brings us to spacing. So do you recommend single rows or double rows or both work? And what would the spacings be? I like to do a double row where they're about 18 inches apart between those two rows in that bed. So you have a bed that might be 30 inches wide. Then from the middle, you're 18 inches away, two rows, 18 inches between the plants. And then zigzag the plants down that row with them about 24 inches apart going down the row, but then they're alternating zigzag. And that gives you basically a nice good hedge, so to speak, that you can harvest from, but also gives it, so they still have good air circulation. So the plants dry after the rain and the morning dew dries off of them. You don't That's want it so crowded that they stay wet all day. Mine are too close. Yeah, yours are a little close, but. Yeah, yeah, but they do get every drip of daylight that we get. So yes. hopefully that'll help them. So, all right, so fast forward, let's talk about when are they mature enough to cut? I know there's a lot of different opinions on this. So what is your take on when can you start cutting them? Right, if you've planted three to five eye plants, say if you plant them in October of 2020, my feeling is you're definitely not gonna pick anything in 2021. 2022, you can pick anything that's ready as long as you're leaving a lot of foliage on the plant. So in other words, don't go out and pick the three flowers that are on that one plant and leave nothing but three stumps and one leaf on each stump. You're going to kill the plant. But as long as you leave a lot of foliage on the plant, you can go and pick those flowers after the second season. The third season, you can go out and pick everything because the plant's going to be big enough by then. Um, if you're starting with a size two to three eye plant, you usually need to wait at least one more year before you can start to pick. So that's an advantage of buying the bigger three to five eye plant that might cost you a dollar or two more. You'll be able to harvest a year sooner off of those. I also like to say, when you first start harvesting your peonies, after you pick the peonies, you should be able to look at that row and it shouldn't look like things are missing. 
you know, the flowers are gone, but it still looks like a nice big bushy plant. And that way it'll still come back. And then don't harvest the stem all the way to the ground, only cut the length that you need. So if you only need an 18 inch stem, just cut that 18 inches and leave that rest of that stem on the plant with the three or four leaves on it. So it's really like a daffodil where the foliage is making next year's bloom. I mean, that foliage Most is definitely. really food. So yeah. that just makes me want to go down a little rabbit hole. Size matters, right? I mean, when you're buying roots and bulbs, it's so hard when you're thinking, oh my gosh, I really want 500 or whatever, but right. look how much more they cost. Friends, you're better off to buy 300 of the bigger ones than 500 of the smaller ones. I'm thinking right. daffodils, not peonies, but right? Isn't that, I the mean- The peonies are the same way. Real quick, I want you to say is we've all seen those peonies in the garden center, the home store that looks like they're in a box up at the size of a quart jug of milk, um, yeah. you know, quart size yeah. milk carton. Any peony that root that fits in there is too small for a cut flower grower to really get a, to want to buy that and grow it. You know, they might be $3.99 at the hardware store, but you're getting a one or two eye root that's going to take you probably three or four years before it grows enough to do anything. You know, the root mass is not very big. It doesn't have as many eyes. So you're better off buying from a commercial supplier that's going to sell you a three to five eye root that's going to have three to five eyes. Sometimes they have even more. And that's going to give you a plant that's going to bulk up and be big enough to produce flowers much quicker than a two to three eye plant. Or even, you know, if you get some of those little discount store places and it might be a one or two eye plant. So let's move on. Let's talk about harvesting stage. So talk to us about what stage you should cut them in, and then we'll talk about holding them in the cooler. Right. For peonies, you want to harvest them when you're doing for cut flower production in what's called the marshmallow stage, which means that bud is swollen up. It's getting ready to open. It's probably not going to open another day or two. Um, each variety is a little bit different. Like I mentioned earlier, the Sarah Barnhart gets this really big puffy bud, whereas Kansas doesn't get that much bigger and it's still never as soft as a Sarah Barnhart. So as you grow your peonies, you get to know each variety is a little bit different and you'll figure out what's the right time to harvest them. But you want to harvest them about a day or two before they would normally open out in the field. The other thing to know is that, you know, you went out at eight o'clock this morning and harvested your peonies and you picked everything that you thought was going to be ready. And then you go back out at four o'clock and like, where'd all these peonies and they're fully bloomed and open. So in the warm weather, when it's 75, 80 degrees, like it is today in Virginia, they're going to pop open really fast and you will have to pick your flowers twice a day, usually in the morning and again in the evening. I used to actually do, we used to call it the peony pinch walk. I would do it three times a day here in the South. I mean, it just, I could not believe that every stinking time I would go through the bed, there's more to cut. Right. You, you pick everything that you think is ready and then you don't go back later in the day and you go out at six o'clock at night and this flower is fully, totally open. They should have picked it two in the afternoon. Wasn't ready at eight, but it was ready at two. And that just brings us to another little point. You know, you should not be selling open peonies. No. You, it ruins You customers. don't sell open peonies. They don't have the long vase life. They get damaged in transporting and, and moving them around. Yeah, you definitely want to sell peonies in the bud stage about to open. So it opens for the customer the next day. Um, and it's just better for the industry to sell the right stage than to sell it too open. I always see at the farmer's market where some <laughs> produce farmers bring in peonies that, you know, grandma planted them along the driveway 30 or 40 years ago and they bring them in and they're totally open and they're going to last the customer maybe till the next day or two days and that's it. Whereas if you pick a peanut at the right stage, it'll last in the vase for an entire week. We used to call them um, Little Red Robin um, no. because they would just leave a trail of petals leaving the farmer's market. <laughs> and 
What we don't realize, I mean, I do, you do, because we know it now through experience. When people buy old flowers, there is a good chance they will never buy that flower again from anybody because they think automatically, oh, those don't last. Or they just don't buy flowers at all and think local flowers don't last very long. And I mean, we really ruin people. I mean, I'm a little obsessive about it. I'm just a little crazy about not selling old flowers because it really ruins customers. And if you do that to a commercial customer, you might as well kiss them goodbye. Right. That forest won't buy from you again, right? Yeah, I mean, I would rather eat drop flowers in the pathway if it's in if you have to stop my kind of rule is i can remember janet foss oh my gosh janet bless her heart she taught the very first grower school that i that was ever done by the ascfg it was in vancouver that must have been how long ago forever anyway close to 20 years Yes. And I can remember her saying the reason that she did not like for employee, she didn't like having employees is because they were afraid to make the decision to drop crops in the pathway that they felt like they needed to save every stem because it's not their money. You know what I mean? It's not their income for their business. And I find that so true. And my rule here on our farm has always been if you're not just cutting, gathering, and dropping in a bucket, if you have to stop and look at it again, you need to put it in the pathway. I'm willing to eat those blooms. Um, and peonies are just really a bad one about it. They're so dadgum gorgeous when they're open, but that is not how we sell them, right? All right, let's talk about putting them in a cooler. What? So let's talk first about that you're going to be using them in bouquets or they're going to the farmer's market. Then we'll talk about holding them for maybe a two week or three week period for something. Um, What's the difference? Well, I've always said, if you're going to be selling it within the week, in other words, if you're picking flowers all week, because you have a Saturday farmer's market and you know, you'll be able to sell them all that weekend, store them in water in the cooler. Cooler should be 34 to 38 degrees, pretty cold. Store them upright in water. You can pack the buckets really full. Again, they're on that marshmallow bud stage, so they don't take out that much room. You can fit in a five-gallon bucket, 60, 70 peonies in one bucket. Yeah. Um, if you want to store them dry, which store them dry is the process of holding them without water in the cooler for two, three, four weeks. Sometimes six weeks is still good. I've heard of people holding it for several months. So I don't recommend that because then you take them out and they've gone bad in storage. Dave, let me but ask you, you, when you dry store... Do you ever put them in water? Like when you're that's cutting what, them, do you put right, them in that's water? That's what I was going to say. If you know that you're going to dry store them, you want to make sure you harvest them when they're not wet from any rain or dew, and they never go in a bucket of water. They just stay totally dry. You pick them, lay them on the, the trailer, the, the tractor wagon, and take them and wrap them in paper, put them in big cardboard boxes like you would see roses come from South America in those big flower boxes, and stack them in your cooler dry. Um, it's best to roll them up like a jelly roll we lay out the paper and roll them up so no flowers touch in the next one. So if one does get a little mold on it, it's not going to spread to the next one and store them in their box in the cooler. But you never go in water if you're going to store them dry. And then what you do is when you're ready to use them, you take them out, cut the stems, put them in water, leave them wrapped up so their stems are supported, they don't bend over, and they'll hydrate in an hour or two. And you'd be surprised how quick they will then start to open up. So you don't want to hydrate them three days before you want to sell them. You want to hydrate them usually the night before the morning that you're going to use them. That's an awesome tip. And so, you know, one thing I want to always highlight, because so many of us don't even know about this, is that our friends in Alaska are, you know, really becoming big peony growers up there. And the really 
great niche that they have really exploited to their benefit is their peonies bloom like in July, right? The end of July, yes. So they've got fresh peonies, not stored, not cold stored, just harvested fresh in mid to late July to the ship to wherever. And that's all these brides that want peonies in July and August. That's our ticket, right? Right. So what else do we need to know about harvesting and storing peonies? How long do you, how long do you say a peony when done properly, not dry storage, but just regular, how long does a peony open a bloom? I mean, how does it last? How long does it last? It should last for a full week in the days. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the things that the struggles of peonies. So talk to me about what pests and diseases are commonly seen or are not seen. You know, there's not right. that much. There's not really many pests that get on peonies. You see the ants, but they're not really doing any damage. They're just eating the sap. So it's, they're not damaging the flower in any way. Um, diseases is botrytis, which is different times, different types of botrytis. You can get botrytis on the flower buds when you have a lot of rainy weather, and that's the gray fuzzy mold. Then you can also get botrytis with the spots on the leaves or little, almost like little dark pinpricks on the stems, and that's botrytis. And if you've had it on your plants, you want to make sure you definitely clean them up at the end of the year and haul that away because you don't leave all the spores there in the field. And then if you know you've had that problem in the past, if you spray with a copper fungicide in the spring, as soon as they sprout and spray every 10 to 14 days until you have buds showing, that should prevent it from happening again the following year. But I've seen peony fields before with just the botrytis was terrible on them trying to pick peonies and they got spots all over them to the point where they, you shouldn't be selling them. Like there's spots on the stems and the leaves are just terrible looking and they should have been treated with the copper fungicide as they were growing in the spring to eliminate that. And so if that happened to somebody, let's just say they're, you know, a fairly new grower and they've got, they've been doing what you recommend by 25 more every year. If you know, you're a small grower and all of a sudden they have botrytis. So let's just say, you know, their stems are up and they're showing symptoms. Do they just leave those stems out in the, they're not going to sell them. They just leave those stems out in the garden to wait until they can cut them down in the fall to get rid of them. Or should they just treat immediately and start treating and proceed on with what you just shared with us? Yeah. If you haven't had the botrytis problems in the past and you notice it, you know, three or four weeks after they're up or when they're in bud, you should start to treat as soon as you see it. Okay. Um, Cause you want to stop it from spreading. Nothing's going to cure what's already damaged, but you can stop it from spreading. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not going to get rid of the spots that are already there, but you're going to stop it from spreading. And then in the fall, make sure you clean it up and get it all off the farm. Don't put it in the compost pile. If you had botrytis disease problems, just get rid of it. Right. Trash can. Yep. All right, Dave, what have I not asked you about peonies that people need to know? We didn't talk about disbudding. Oh, which there you dis, go. Disbudding is something if you're selling to a wholesaler or to many florists, they expect it to be a single stem, single flower without any side buds. Um, we talked earlier about the variety of Sarah Barnhart. It's a very branchy plant, so to speak. You have that main flower and then sometimes three or four side buds. Those side buds will open in the vase. In other words, the main flower will last the week. And then toward the end of the week, the side buds will start to open. They won't be as big as the first flower, but they'll still open for the customer. But most um, florists and all wholesalers require it to be just a single flower on a single stem. So what you would do is you go out as soon as you can see those little side buds and they're smaller than a pea, you just take them on your finger and twist them and break them off. And that way you only have the main central flower. And that way that main central flower will also even be bigger 
because all the energy is going to that one main flower instead of the main flower in three or four side shoots. But That's whether brilliant. you want to disbud or not is up to you. If you're selling either to your local florist or to at the farmer's market, I always liked the side buds that added some more mm -hmm. texture to the bouquet. And when those flowers open later, it was kind of nice. You know, I was going to say that, um, you know, my two big customer, commercial customers, I actually asked them because I really never disbudded all those years. And then Jonathan Lease of Springforth told me that he really saw such a significant impact in how much bigger his blooms were when he disbudded, mm -hmm. but it was a lot of work. But he, of course, is just, you know, primarily a wholesaler. I mean, wholesaling um, to florists and designers. And I, so I asked my customers and they actually preferred it, you know, the side buds on just like what you're saying. So you can go either way. You just have to figure out what your people really, really want. So Dave, I think the bottom line is that if you're a home gardener, we kind of outlined how you can do that successfully. And now maybe even how you can fix a problem that you might be experiencing. But if you're a flower farmer and you want to like, you're doing this as a real business, like in a bottom line, like a profit. Dave has recommended the varieties that you need, where they need to be planted, how you can prevent weeds, spacing, soil prep, you know, when you should start cutting them and the harvest stage, and then what to do about the most, I guess, popular, unfortunately, botrytis disease that we see in them. Um, Dave, as always, you're just a lighthouse of information. And um, I think people... Everybody, if you've got sun in your garden or on your farm, you got to grow peonies. Yes, definitely. Peonies are, it should be in every home garden somewhere if you're in the right zone and you have the sunshine. And every cut flower farmer should be growing because it's a one-time investment, although you probably buy more over the years. But it's a one-time investment for that plant that's going to give you back a return on your investment every year for the rest of your life. Because it is, we didn't even mention this, it is a very profitable plant to grow. I mean, oh, it yes. stands yeah. a high per stem call, I mean, a fee. And especially what I really want to highlight is if you go through the steps, I mean, I think about the, the X flap on the peonies is like a game changer, Dave. Um, you know, that doesn't just doesn't let the weeds get in there and get a start that you have to address every year. So thanks so much. I mean, follow Dave's steps. And in three years, you will have an amazing cash crop that is not super labor intensive. And then every year, take a little bit of that peony profit and buy more because you're probably need more because you're going to sell it every year. It's true. It, we never had too many peonies. I mean, we right. get about a thousand stems a year, basically, give or take, depending on the season, the year, but we always sold them all. And then if you don't sell them all, who doesn't want a peony in their mixed bouquet, right? Right. And we didn't mention peonies can also be dried. Ah, it, there's another you dry them As soon as they open, you dry them by hanging them upside down in a dark, dry place. It's best if you use a heater to dry them fast. Yeah, dried peonies. There was a grower in Virginia. That's all they did was dried peonies. And, you know, dried flowers are back. They're back, yes. They're definitely back. I mean, just like the style of clothes I wore when I was a teenager are now back. <laughs> Peony yep. dried flowers. When I came into the flower industry, whenever that was, 25 years ago almost, dried flowers were so big. I mean, I was so impressed when we went to Kramer's farm in Pennsylvania, the Kramer family, and that was their big niche back then. And Dried flowers. It was awesome. Well, Dave, thank you so much for, again, sharing your wealth with us. I appreciate it so very much. Um, so friends, again, if 
you're enjoying our podcast, it so helps us, helps me. If you share it and write a review, doesn't have to be a long review, friends, just a few words, because that makes the podcast app show our podcast to more people that are actually browsing. Um, and I read every one of them and I'm so grateful for all of those that are in there. And so we appreciate it. Remember, you can head over to thegardenersworkshop.com to learn more about the work we're doing. One of which is we publish and host Dave's course, Bulbs, Perennials, Woodies and more. And you can go over there and see what that is all about. It's a six-week course that will explode your brain, friends. And I will tell you that you can actually listen to Dave in slow motion. So you can slow him down. Um, the amount of information is incredible. And the way that he has his course organized, basically by the crop is of actually a format that we're actually moving all of our other big schools to. We're having them time stamped that way because people talk about how easy his class is to go back and reference because you're going to read, you're going to watch the class and be overwhelmed, but it's six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, when you are going to go back and look up something where it is most, it's just priceless. And so go over there and learn more about it. Head to thegardenersworkshop.com. And friends, until we meet again, ciao.